0: Ladies, it's time to level up. Welcome to the podcast where women share their stories in an effort to help you grow to the next level. So whatever level you're on, please embrace it and get ready to go to the next level. Let's level up. Good morning. Um, I am super excited to be able to interview you. And and I am so, so grateful that you chose to allow me to interview you. So can you please introduce yourself?
1: Yes. Um, Hi, I'm happy to be here today. And my uh, unmarried status is single. Uh, I have I do say single, even though I was married for a very long time (laughs) and uh, I am on level uh, self-esteem or yeah, self-esteem. Yes.
0: All right. Well, thank you for that. So first thing I want to ask is you were married for a very long time, but you don't identify with being divorced. Like when you fill out things and they say, what category are you in? You just pretty much say single. Why do you think that is?
1: I think for me that that part of my life is over and I just don't necessarily that's not a part of my identity yes I was married of course um but now I'm single I you know I mean basically it I really I mean I do have children by this person and um uh, we still have a relationship we talk and everything like that but it's still just I, I don't identify myself as a divorcee I don't walk I am not I think I'm over that grieving process you know like a lot of people mentioned that you know I mean divorce is a grieving process I didn't realize how you know because we had been separated for many years before we actually got a divorce like at the legal divorce and um and I did go through a grieving process I didn't realize that I was still going to grieve after that point but I did but now it's over so it's like it's over that's done it's over with I'm moving forward I'm single and I'm ready
0: to get married again you know I love it I love it So question for you about your, um, your singleness. So you, I feel like I know a lot about you. I don't know how much we can talk about, but, uh, (laughs) so I'll start with this. I was reading this book and it's a really, really good book. I highly recommend it. It's called single black female in this book, the main character Her husband is in prison for murder and he's, he did 15 years and every two weeks, faithfully for the entire 15 years, she took her two sons up there and she went and visited him. He was upstate. So he was like four hours away. So it was a whole day trip and she made sure she did it. She supported him financially, physically, everything. And at one point she decided I'm tired. I don't wanna do that anymore. And so when reading this book, and this is a good book, I mean, I really enjoyed it. I saw parts of me in there. I saw parts of other people and other lives in there. But one of the things I thought about was you because I, I know that you know you are currently in a relationship and the guy is um, in prison. So can you talk about that a little bit? Like your waiting period and, and how that is and, Yeah. And I can
1: even go back to my during my marriage. So, you know, when I was married, I actually, uh, my husband, that's what I call him, my husband, (laughs) (laughs) he uh, went to prison, you know, so he actually went to prison. And when he went to prison, I did the same thing as the woman in the book. I was there every single week. I actually went every week to visit him. Um, I never. I took my daughter, my sons did not want to go, you know, to see their father, but I did go every single week, he lived like a king, he had every single thing he needed in there, constant phone calls, all of that, um, he ended up getting out, he had a judicial release, he was released from prison, And he basically reoffended and went back to prison, Mm. and that was the day that I decided that I could no longer do that, like that was not my story, I was not trying to be in a situation where I was supporting him, Um, he knew better to make the decisions that he made so I said you know what I'm done I'm not doing it. So um that was it that was the day that I decided I was no longer going to be in a relationship with him in that capacity I was never going to serve in the same capacity that I did you know Mm -hmm. and it was definitely even that day was um I cried like it was like it was a break in me like it was I just cried and I released it and it was over you know Mm -hmm. um and I reached out to his family. I'm like, Hey, this is what you guys got to do. Y'all got to step up to the plate now because I can't be there any anymore in the way that I was.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So then I met the guy that I'm currently dating and, um, we have known each other for a very long time and we were started, you know, becoming in a relationship and, um, maybe two years into our relationship, he ended up getting in trouble and he, uh, was sentenced to well, he actually wasn't sentenced. He actually went to prison, well, went to jail, and he was in jail for three years, actually, without even being sentenced.
0: Oh wow!
1: So I had no idea. We didn't know exactly what was going on, what he was looking at. Um, he was facing, you know, a significant amount of time, and then he finally uh, has been sentenced. And, you know, actually during the dating period after he uh, went to prison, well, went to jail, I um, live uh, far, like at least two hours from where um, he was at. So I was driving, I was making that drive every single week to have a 15 minute visit. A you 15 know, minute visit. 15 minute visit every oh my week. Oh Driving. Um, wow you know, to have a 15 minute visit, still no contact, anything like that. I literally have not physically touched him in four years.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: Yeah. So we haven't had any like face to face time, you know, for real, uh, we've done like video calls and, um, things like that, but that's it. So we're,
0: and you're waiting on him
1: and I'm waiting on him. and how did he get sentenced?
0: Do you mind? He did, he
1: got sentenced. So he got sentenced. He got a total of 120 months. So um it's fed time. So he basically has to do eight 85% of his time, which is eight and a half years. Um, he's already been gone for uh almost four now. So um he should be home. He really thinks he should be home.
0: You are listening to the Level Up podcast, where women are sharing their stories in an effort to help you grow to the next level. If you hear anything that resonates with you or reminds you of someone you know, please share. We look forward to hearing your testimony.
1: Two and a half more years. I, I'm thinking it's long gonna be longer than that, but that's what he thinks right now. So I'll go
0: with that, you know. And but, you willing to wait. Hmm? And you willing to wait.
1: I'm I'm willing to wait. I'm willing to wait.
0: Do you and get regular visits
1: now? No. That's why I said I have not literally physically touched him in four years or seen him. So with COVID oh. and all of that. Um, and now I don't see him at all. I used to see him because where he was at before had like a video, um, visit type messaging system Mm -hmm. now that he doesn't have that at all. So we have phone calls and, you know, in the feds, they only have a certain amount of time. They get a month to talk on the phone. So we don't have our phone calls are nowhere near as regular as they used to be, um, but no, I'm waiting. I'm waiting to go see him. I would love to see him as soon as possible, but it's not going to be until um, his facility uh, opens up visits.
0: So can we talk a little bit about y'all's relationship when he was out? Yeah. Okay. What type of relationship did y'all have? (laughs) Um, well,
1: I would say that, um, we had a, uh, relationship where I was still legally married, you know. Mm -hmm. So since I was still legally married, I believe that um he could probably he could do whatever he wanted to do, like in my mind, because I felt that um I'm still married. How can I expect somebody to commit to me? You know? Mm -hmm. Um I don't I didn't think it was fair even though I knew for sure I was never going back that route with my husband. Mm -hmm. I just wasn't, uh, I didn't think it was fair to somebody to say, oh yeah, you're my woman and all of that when I'm legally married to somebody else, you know? So we had a lot of good times together. We spent a lot of time together, but of course he was doing his thing. I was more, um, I would say, you know, I always talk to other guys, but I was more still, he was my main dude that I interacted with, you know,
0: Okay.
1: Um, we traveled together. We, we just spent a lot of time together. We did a lot, you know, so it was fun. We had a lot of fun together and, um, that's pretty much it. I would say.
0: Okay. So y'all had a pretty much open relationship
1: yep. and y'all both
0: were, were open to that and fine with that. Mm -hmm. And so now with him being in prison, has that stopped? Do you no longer have an open relationship? Are you fully committed to him?
1: Yes. So I would say that now that he's in prison, it's definitely not an open relationship. And it was, and I would say it was never really open on my part either. He knew I talked to other guys, but I was not like sexually active with anybody else, you know? Okay. So he, um, um, and he valued that he valued that part about our relationship or whatever. Um, now that he's in prison, I would say that now it has more titles and I'm his girl and you know that kind <laughs> of thing <laughs> That kind of thing. but uh, I would say that um, we have open communication. So as far as, I'm letting know, Hey, you know, you got eight years. I'm not, I can't say that I'm never going to sleep with anybody else during this eight year period. You know, that would not be honest with you. So if I ever was in a situation where I felt like, Hey, that's what needed to happen. Or if I ever felt that, you know, there was somebody who might have my attention a little too much, then I'll let you know that. I think that it would only be fair to you for you to let me know And for me to tell you, because I really am reserving myself, you know, Mm -hmm. so I, I consider myself a successful woman, a very attractive woman. A lot of people are interested in me, but I do not pursue anything because I believe that, you know, the Bible talks about how love constrains you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, when that happens you know you you start to make different decisions about what you want to do what you don't want to do and um and that's kind of where I'm at um with our relationship so it's definitely I think we have open communication I do I, like I said I have been very honest and transparent like I, I can't just tell you hey I'm never going to sleep with somebody else in eight years because
0: I stuff happens <laughs> and that. <laughs> That's unrealistic, you know, to me, you know what I'm saying? So my question to you is, cause I know like in your marriage, I, I just remember our early, early conversations. And one of the things you told me is I never been a faithful person. Like that tripped me out just being, you know, we were in our, I guess in our thirties at that time. And you was like, yeah, I never really been faithful. Um, you know, I've been married for a very long time, but I do, you know, I do me. And even with your in your initial relationship with him, you were doing you. And now you gotten to a point is where you're saying, no, I'm gonna be faithful, I'm gonna be um transparent and honest with you. So do you think that can what what caused that? Like what caused you to get to that place I, um,
1: I, I think for me, um, I think that being in a relationship, you should be able to have uh honest and open communication. And um because you well you know my situation with my husband was definitely um I guess eye-opening because we had been together for so long and uh some of the things that I was made uh, aware of after his incarceration or around that time um really was hurtful to me mm-hmm. and I feel that um it's better to be honest and open so people can make an informed decision and then to betray them. Because to me, um, it's not even about having a sexual encounter with other people. It's more about um, the betrayal because you made me believe you were somebody you were not. Okay. So I would rather you be honest with me and tell me exactly what it is so I can make an informed decision just like I want to be honest with you so that I can make an informed decision, or you can make an informed decision.
0: Were you honest in your marriage? Like, were you honest about who you were? were you, did you feel comfortable being who you were? Or did you have to kind of like, shelter the person you were and, and your desires in there?
1: I don't think so. I think because we, you know, we have been together since we were teenagers. So he knew that I how I was, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. And
1: and even in that, it wasn't like I was out having sex with people. I just always had a team. Like I always had a team, you know, so it's always gonna be somebody waiting. There's always
0: <laughs> I got a bitch you know what I'm saying? Stay on the bench. Okay, your turn. Come on in. Come on. In. Exactly. <laughs> Oh,
1: what they call it a rotation. I got a rotation. <laughs> yeah, okay. so. Yeah, so, you know, I'm going to have I'm going to have somebody believe that. So, um, yeah, it was more of that like, you know, always talking to people. Like even if it's not um a sexual situation, still talking, maybe going out to lunch or you know, something like that. But I'm always transparent and honest, especially with the men like, hey, this is what it is. Um, this is what situation I'm in so and they you know people like to play they they say oh I what what, what part you want me to play where you want uh-huh. me to be I'm gonna yeah. get in where I fit in you know how that <laughs> goes.
0: <laughs> I want to be the defensive back this yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> so but what what changed then I mean because you like you said you are a very successful woman highly attractive woman And just doing, I mean, you, you got it going on. Like you're a triple threat. Mm -hmm. So what changed? I know men are are ready to to be on the bench, lining up. Like, listen, Mm -hmm. put me in on the fourth quarter, like two minutes left. Like I know they are. So what changed in you to say, you know what? I don't need that. Or I don't want that because I know you, you have desires. Mm -hmm.
1: I would say that for me, um, it's my word. Like when I, um, actually say that I'm going to do something, And it's more of like a commitment to myself because when I say, hey, this is what I'm going to do, then I do it. You know, I stick to it and I don't like to be somebody, my word, it means everything to me. So when I say this is who I am, this is what I'm going to do, then that's what I really um, strive for. I
0: love that. Would you say that your past relationship? has, um, affected how you view yourself today. Like you said, you're in a level of self-esteem. So what Mm -hmm. that means is you're involved in planning for the future and building upon your strengths and you've already surpassed like self-love, self-awareness and self-discovery. So Mm -hmm. would you say like your, your marriage to your husband, I'm going to use that forever now, your (laughs) marriage, (laughs) would you say that your marriage, you know, affects,
1: how you see yourself uh you know I really don't and the reason why I say that is because for me I always see myself through the word of God you know so and that's how I've been my entire life like I really weigh everything about myself based on the word so I would say no (laughs) now now are there some things that I've reflected on That I've said, you know, maybe this could have happened differently if I wasn't um, so driven. Like, because one of the things I'll say about my husband, he allowed me to.
0: You are listening to the Level Up podcast, where women are sharing their stories in an effort to help you grow to the next level. If you hear anything that resonates with you or reminds you of someone, you know, please share. We look forward to hearing your testimony.
1: I pursue all of my um, goals and aspirations, and he really never said anything to me about how it might have been impacting him or our relationship or our marriage or anything like that. Um But like the new guy, um, he like when I would try to do work around him, he would stop me like um, this is our time. You're not about to do no work. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like now I'm starting to be able to um, really, I guess, put stuff in perspective and prioritize and be like, you know what? Um, Work is this time. This is relationship time and, you know, stuff like that, which I did not have. I guess, in our marriage, because I really like was just constantly going, pursuing, doing Mm -hmm. um, and not really realizing that he might have needed more of my um, and I won't even say presence because I was always there, but just my um, full attention, like being fully present. I was never fully present, I Mm -hmm. would say. So I think that now I'm in that place of being able to be fully present.
0: And so the boundaries, do you feel like boundaries were an issue in your past? Like, did he even express that? Like, your husband, did he ever say to you, like, this man says to you, no, this from this time to this time, it's about us? He did never. He act, he, so he acted like, I'm going to support you regardless. I want you to be amazing. Uh-huh. So go be great. And never told you, you know what? I need a little bit more.
1: Exactly. Never.
0: And you mm-hmm. never thought that he needed never. A little more. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. ever so I think that that was an area of opportunity for me somewhere that I can develop because I like I said I was very and I won't say self-consumed because I felt like everything I was doing was for the betterment of my family mm-hmm. but um but I do believe that I could have been like I said a little more fully present
0: I love that I love the way that you are reflecting on the past and also saying you know what yeah, I could see where I could do some things differently. And so um, our audience is definitely high achieving women like yourself, mm-hmm. high achieving. And we know that statistics show us that most women who are in leadership positions, they are single, right? Mm-hmm. They don't have a mate. Um, and a lot of them don't even have a family. You have a family and you have also have a mate. So what would you say to some of these women who are always just looking for the next next big thing just high achieving and and high success level what would you say to them in regards to a relationship like what type of advice would you give them
1: yeah well you know for me i believe again I, everything goes back to the word for me so the bible says it's not meant for man to be alone and that's even woman, we shouldn't be, I don't think we are meant to be alone. I believe that God created us to be uh, in a partnership and in a relationship and to have somebody who you can confide in and who you can be with and who you can trust and who satisfies you in every single way, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And you're not always out here searching and, you know, having to come home to an empty house. And um, I don't think, I would say that um, it's okay to open your heart and you're not going to necessarily and you know I think it may be unrealistic to say oh every man that you meet has to be on this level you know I think that we have to start looking at the characteristics and what we really want in an individual is not necessarily especially if you are already successful financially every little bit helps you know what I'm saying so mm-hmm. Um, why discount someone if they might not be on the same level as you are financially um but if you know that they're willing to get out there make it work hustle do whatever they need to make sure that you're happy that they're taking care of um your needs give it an opportunity and a shot you know Uh, i know a lot of people say they don't have time and then i think that um then they end up old and alone and uh disappointed that they didn't take advantage of the opportunities that they were given earlier in their life you know so I guess for me too it's a little different because I've always had a I've always been in a relationship I've never ever been single period you know like I'm unmarried now but I've never been single I mean I've really have been in a relationship Shit since I was like 15 years old you know and even the situation that I'm in now my uh husband went to prison and the next week I was dating talking to this dude you know so it's I never had a period of uh being by myself so actually this him being incarcerated has really given me an opportunity to really be by myself because I've never been by myself ever you know
0: I was going to ask you about that. What do you feel like you can't be by yourself? Like you have to be attached to someone. Is that something that you've you've grown accustomed to or think that that's the natural state of being? I know you just said the Bible says it's not good for men to be alone, but do you not think that there's that necessary period where we have to kind of go through by ourselves in order to grow and and mature and heal?
1: I don't know. I mean, I think that I don't think anything is wrong with that if you need that, but that's what I'm definitely that's the state I'm in now. So no, regardless, even if I'm in a relationship, because I am, but he's not physically present with me. So I am alone, like as far as I sleep in a bed by myself, you know, I don't have anybody that I'm, you know, in a sexual relationship with, you know, all of that kind of stuff. So I do think that this was good for me, you know, even though, um, we are still together, we're apart, you know? Mm -hmm. So I do think that this is good for me.
0: So essentially you said you, you and your husband, y'all still have a relationship. Y'all still talk. Does he know about your current relationship? Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: He knew about it when it happened.
0: Okay. Does he ever question like, well, you waiting for him? Why couldn't you wait for me?
1: (laughs) Uh, I think that he has not because he knew he knows what I did the first time that he went to prison too okay you know so he can't say oh you did this and you I waited for you I did exactly what I'm doing now you know what I'm saying
0: Mm -hmm. um
1: you decided to go back to prison that was the choice you made so when that happened it was a wrap for us you know Mm -hmm.
0: So at this time in your life, like, what are your relationship goals? I know you're waiting for him, but what, what's your plan for when he is released and when you are together physically, like, what's your plan? Are you going to get married or you just, what, what is that? Yeah,
1: we'll get married. I want to, I definitely want to believe, um, I definitely want to be married. I believe in marriage for sure. I think marriage is really important. Uh, I'm not bitter I always say I'm not bitter I'm better so you know a lot of people like oh I'll I'll never want to get married again I don't feel that way I really feel like I want to be married and in a healthy relationship for sure
0: okay do you uh feel like you're healed from the past from your past marriage do you feel like there are certain triggers that come up or do you feel like you because I know you said you don't like to identify as a divorcee Mm
1: mm-hmm but, uh, I I do believe that I have um certain triggers still. I definitely have PTSD <laughs> for my relationship, and you know I I and I realized it um a couple of weeks ago. Like I was on a street. And I started getting like all this just anxiety and my heart started beating real fast. And and I realized at that point, like, oh, my gosh, I have PTSD, you know, Um, Mm -hmm. from some of the things that I went through in that um, marriage. It was it was a crazy situation for sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So my
0: question is, when you can you talk more about the PTSD in in that instance of that? What triggered that and and how did you feel?
1: I can't really, I mean, but it definitely, um, like I said, I was in a physical location and me being okay. in that location is what caused me to start having this anxiety, but I really, um, realized I immediately identified what was happening, you know, yeah. and I started, you know, so yeah, I, I immediately identified and even I'll, like, I went to counseling. I had went through, um, after my, uh, divorce I went to counseling I just felt like I needed a counselor because of the uh, all of the other situations that was happening in my life it was a lot of things going on and um and that's when I I, that's when the counselor was like you're grieving you know and I didn't realize that I was grieving even at that time Mm -hmm. so um so I do believe going to counseling having real conversations with yourself like you know a lot of people um you know you can lie to everybody else but you cannot lie to yourself so I right. really be having some real conversations with myself like girl you know these are the <laughs> things that you are exhibiting mm-hmm. and why why are you why do you behave this way why do you do these things and um you know just really breaking those things down
0: I love that so you do believe in therapy you do believe in counseling and do you believe that it's necessary to heal?
1: I, I I don't know if it's necessarily necessary to heal for everyone, but I do. Am I, I'm a very strong advocate for counseling, for some people to go to counseling and for people to talk to others and have an objective ear. Um, and, you know, most counselors don't identify the issue. They just try to help you work through it, you know?
0: hmm so I want to go back to um, your relationship when your current um, boyfriend was out, mm-hmm. and the fact that you know you were still legally married, so you were not fully committed to him, and because you were fully because you were legally married, he wasn't fully committed to you, and so in some instances that's an open relationship. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious about what were some of the challenges in that relationship. Because I know women are in those type of relationships and I just want them to understand your challenges and kind of compare to see, you know, how that lines up with their challenges.
1: Well, for me, it wasn't a challenge at all until I started being nosy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You are listening to the Level Up Podcast where women are sharing their stories in an effort to help you grow to the next level. If you hear anything that resonates with you or reminds you of someone you know, please share. We look forward to hearing your testimony. Because I knew, I knew what was
1: up. Like, you know, he was he did and he never lied and said, "Oh, you're the only person I'm talking to or anything right. like that." And then, uh, when I started going through that phone, I was like, oh no, this is a whole different world right here.
0: Uh-huh. And I had
1: saw of meme that said, um, you, uh, you want to lose 10 pounds, go through your, uh, dude's phone. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, after I, after I, uh saw that yeah so I think that um it can open up insecurity because you wonder like why are they so interested in somebody else and and uh so it can and you want to know about the other women like what do they have to offer that you might not have and things like that um so I think for the most part it can um cause insecurity in you that was my I would say that was my biggest struggle you know um, I definitely wanted to know for sure that at the end of the day, if something were to happen, he would choose me, which I know he would, you know, like there would, there was, I ha- I can give specific situations where I know that he might have had somebody over his house and I might and I know for sure that he did and I would text him and be like uh hey what's up you want to hang out and then he's like okay I gotta talk to you later to the other person because (laughs) you know what I'm saying because I called so I know that um I was his first choice you know what I'm saying but it still can breed like I said insecurity I would say is the biggest um struggle in an open like well for me in an open Mm -hmm. relationship
0: so the insecurity and so you tested those boundaries. You tested his love. You made sure that mm-hmm. regardless, you was top. Like, okay, yeah, exactly. I don't you got 17 of them. I want to be yes, the one.
1: Exactly. And
0: so did you ever encounter any of the other women?
1: Yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about one of those encounters.
1: Oh my goodness. Uh <laughs> it, it definitely um was a situation where I had uh, went over to his place and I saw a woman leaving there, you know? And I'm like, hold up, what? And she was carrying a baby too. Oh. And uh, yeah, exactly. And I'm like, he don't have any kids. Oh my God, he said he don't have no, you know, whatever. I just started <laughs> going crazy in my head. So I followed her. Um, You know, that was... <laughs> i did i followed her i followed her i scared her a little bit because she ended up i know she called him like there's a lady following me because he's like what is going
0: on what is happening right
1: now because he, he was out of town when all of this happened you know
0: oh she was going to his house while he wasn't there
1: he wasn't there mm-hmm.
0: oh with the baby and you were like wait whoa hold up
1: exactly and she had one uh, like one of his sweatshirts on uh-huh. Ooh, yeah that was a bad day for me that was a real okay. bad moment that was okay. a bad
0: moment yeah. you had to show out like I listen. did I
1: almost I almost I almost lost it but I recovered I recovered and I've never been that way either so that was you know that was also something too that I learned about myself as well because I never was that way like I never was somebody who would confront another woman or you know um say something to somebody out of now I'm I'm I won't say that I'm not a fighter because I am but I'm not somebody who's about to fight over no a man you know Mm -hmm. so it was just a little kind of and even with that situation it was more hey why didn't you just let me know because if you would have let me know I wouldn't have reacted the way I did you know
0: right right so
1: just that being able to have those honest and transparent conversations is is really important.
0: So it was not his baby.
1: No, it was not okay. his baby.
0: Good. It wasn't
1: even her baby. So Oh, <laughs> wasn't was, even her baby. Yeah, she she was babysitting cuz we me and her ended up talking. So we talked okay. or whatever, yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just so interesting when um you have a certain um I guess personality and image Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden certain things happen and you're like, wait, I didn't even know that was in me. Like, what Mm is this?
1: Exactly. That's exactly what happened. Like, cause I wasn't the type that of flattened tires and bus windows, but I definitely did it that day.
0: (laughs) 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 I remember that. I remember you was like, yeah, uh, I, this girl was over his house, so I just, I said, what? I said, he's gonna have to pay for that. That's, that's money yeah. coming out of y'all's pocket. Yeah, exactly <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly right. I, I definitely remember that. I was like, what? You did that? And you was like, yeah, I don't even, I don't even know. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. He, he was mad for a little bit. He was mad. He, he, uh, it took him maybe 72 hours to calm down, I think, after <laughs>
0: <laughs> so this wasn't true this wasn't a part of you this was exactly. not your character so yeah. he probably like wait hold up I thought we was cool like that's what he said was what yeah, is,
1: exactly that's exactly what he said but again it was because he wasn't all the way honest you know mm. and that's what actually made me upset because and that's what even raised the red flag because he had told me a lie if he would have just said what it was then I would have never got so worked up and upset about the situation, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. And I'm sure a, a parts of your past creeped in too. Like, wait a minute, this was been used to tell these, you know, these, these half truths. Mm-hmm. And I've had to find out all this stuff at one time and I ain't trying to find out nothing else. Exactly. And so if this is the case, then I'm gonna need to know everything. I'm gonna need you to be transparent and I could be okay with it
1: that's and that's how i feel that and now men, i think are so because of past experiences they may have had that they don't want to be completely honest because they don't know how the woman is going to respond like Mm -hmm. you say you can handle it now that's the dude though the dude feel like they can handle it they can't handle it
0: no they can't handle it for sure
1: i can handle it you know because i just that's just who i am and again I've been in a relationship for a long time so I do understand the ebbs and flows that happens in relationships you know um and you know just to be completely transparent for myself like you know when I was married I would say it was about every seven years where I actually felt the urge to really like go out and do something with somebody else you know now did I necessarily always act on it no but i had that feeling about every seven years you know like i want to do this
0: that seven year itch
1: yeah i got it i got it for sure
0: (laughs) (laughs) you can come off the bench tonight (laughs) yeah
1: exactly you know and you know one of my friends she always says i just really don't believe you would um cheat and do all of that if you were like completely fulfilled and happy and i don't necessarily agree with that you know Mm -hmm. so i think that um it you know i i don't necessarily know if monogamy is a realistic expectation
0: Mm -hmm, in -hmm. any
1: relationship that's just my personal thing, and i think a lot of people and, and you know and then it's like are you selling yourself short for thinking that somebody can't be monogamous Mm. but at the same time I guess I because I've been in so many situations I just don't I think that you kind of set yourself up for the betrayal by expecting that to happen you know
0: Mm -hmm. by expecting someone to just have you and Mm. then it's not really cheating if we've had the conversation and we're both open to it like that's how I I feel yeah, I don't care what you do. And I honestly, I think maybe, um, I don't know, maybe 13, 14 years ago when I first had conversations with you, I kind of almost opened up my mind to that. and mm-hmm. I, And I honestly believe it was, the, I never forget our initial conversations because mm-hmm. it was like somebody who was saying it's okay to be you. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah
1: exactly. and, and you
0: were so honest with who you were and I was like I never met anybody in my life this honest about who they were you was like I've never been faithful mm-hmm. I've never been with uh you know and I was just like how can you say that you're married like what mm-hmm. so that helped me to understand guess what girl this is real life mm-hmm. and so I and I, I I tend to agree with you Mm-hmm. about monogamy. I tend to agree that I I always like to have multiple and I never would admit that. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I never would admit that I like a man for, reason, I like man for this reason and I like this man for this reason and I like this man for this reason and I'm okay with that. Yeah. And I was never ever honest with myself or my partners about being that way. Mm-hmm. And so I kept that part of myself kind of like shut in, shut down and never would talk about it and you kind of you were the you were the person I was just like oh we can do that (laughs)
1: yeah because I think that it's you know again it's about relationship to me is about partnership you know it's about a partnership it's about a true friendship it's about building each other and together you know and sometimes you let those that natural desire that people have get in the way of that now I'm not saying that people should be just out here just having sex with any and everybody like that is not that's not what I'm saying at all and I don't even necessarily think that you might act on it you might have the desire and then you come home and you talk to your partner because you guys have such an open and honest and trusting relationship that they can say hey you know this little shorty at my work she been you know what I'm saying I'm feeling her a little bit and I'm like okay well let's explore that what's up with that you know like Mm -hmm. What is she giving off that I might not be giving off at this time, but it's something that, you know, it opens up dialogue if you can have that conversation.
0: And that's such a level of maturity. And so many, I was talking to a lady just last week and her, her husband left her and he's with another woman. And now they're exploring um, a po- po- polyamorous relationship because she wants him bad. She wants her mm-hmm. husband and the other woman wants him too. And he's feeling torn and he's finally being honest with the fact that I want both of y'all. Mm-hmm. And, he, he, and they're all three he, and sitting down and exploring that. And to me, I'm just like, like, I'm sitting here watching a television show, like eating popcorn. Like, I love this. I want to see how it turns out. Because yeah. if we could just be honest, that would prevent a lot of heartbreak Mm-hmm. a lot of heartache, a lot of, you know, um, I guess, breakdown in the family unit. If we could just mm-hmm. be honest with one another and say, it may not even be about the sex. It may yes. be about the companionship or, yeah. or, or how they make me feel or whatever. It it, it doesn't necessarily have to be intimate in that way. Mm-hmm. So,
1: right. yeah, I don't know about the polyamorous thing. Cause I just, I want to be the only one out, you know, like like, to me, it's like, okay, you go ahead and go have your sex, whatever, but that's it. Like, no relationships. Like, we...
0: You are listening to the Level Up Podcast, where women are sharing their stories in an effort to help you grow to the next level. If you hear anything that resonates with you or reminds you of someone you know, please share. We look forward to hearing your testimony.
1: You got to have real rules to this thing, you know, (laughs) because you can't, I don't want you having no relationships with anybody else because relationships bring emotions and all of that. Uh, And I don't need you to be emotionally attached to anybody because that's what to me is more of that emotional attachment that you really want in a a relationship and a marriage and all of that, you know?
0: So I guess I was, my definition is different from yours. And I'm glad you just said that because it, it causes me to pause. When I was saying polyamorous, I was thinking open. But what you're saying is, no, that's not open. Open is you can have sex, but no relationship. Polyamorous is we have relationship with one another. Exactly. And you're saying, no, open is okay. Polyamorous is not because I want your affections to be on me and me exactly. only exactly got it i didn't even think about it like that so thank you for that yes okay i can see that
1: yeah i don't want to be not wife number two or none of that like we not all living in the same house together no <laughs> <laughs> you're not sleeping in the bed with her tonight and me the next night no
0: you ain't for that you no. like nope you can go over there and have sex you better come back into this bed into this house with me yeah exactly Wow. Okay, so why is sex not that important?
1: It's just not. I mean, to me, I don't think it is because it's just a natural thing that people do, you know? So um, and I totally believe you can have sex with somebody and not care nothing about them. You know what I'm saying? So for me, it's not, and that's when it's sex, not like when and, I mean I don't want to use inappropriate language on here but
0: yeah you, know what I what you, said. you said the cuss word I get it yes, you know,
1: <laughs> that's just what it is you know so you go do that have your little fun but that's it you know
0: so I wonder why or or my thought when you just said that here's what came up for me why are you so detached from the act of sex and the intimacy that's involved with it how can you just have sex so that made me think what was your initial sexual encounters that made you detach yourself from the act or detach your emotions from the act because that makes a big difference
1: yeah because that's what it is my emotions is not in the act you know, and I, and I don't necessarily believe that, um, I know for sure men's emotions for the most part are not involved in the act, you know, it's just the act itself and they relieve themselves and they move on with their life, you know, um, I, you know, and I can't, I cannot, uh, and, and again, I really think it is because of what happened in my first marriage, that and I say first marriage and people always say that you always say first marriage like you've been married again I have never been married again I've only been married (laughs) once but I know I'm going to be married again you know yeah yeah. so um that it was the betrayal piece of it you know was like oh my gosh like if that's what you wanted to do why didn't you just say that instead of making me believe you was somebody you wasn't you know so I think it all goes back to that like I know that you can detach yourself from that situation. But when you start sneaking and hiding and all of that, that's when it becomes more, it becomes, be, begins to become a monster instead of you just saying, hey, this is what it is.
0: But so, I'm, I'm thinking it's even deeper than your first marriage because you you told me like, I've never been faithful to him. So you've, you were able to detach yourself from the relationship and the commitment that you had with him to actually have sex with other people so my thing is what in you allowed you to make that distinction that is you
1: know and I can't and I don't know if it go back to daddy issues or what I don't know you know um I can't I cannot tell you exactly what it is in me because there are like you know I was actually even talking to one of my girlfriends last night and she was like, "I can't, I can't do it. Like, I can't. She can't have sex with somebody and not, and not have an emotional attachment. I don't. I'm not. I've always been that way, you know. And ever since I was a teenager, I'm like, oh, I let f them and leave them. I guess I would say, <laughs> you know, <what> I'm saying? <laughs> like I don't. It, nev- it never. It just
0: wasn't. Uh, I never had that connection, you know." I wonder why though, that's what I'm Mm. saying. I wonder if you could dig deeper and maybe even in yourself and not for this conversation, but I guarantee you, if you dig deeper and think about what was my initial sexual encounter, whether it was, um, you know, willingly, unwillingly or just a thing that happened or whatever, because that initial encounter, that is deeper. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And that sets the tone for what comes after that. So yeah. like I said, it's nothing for you to answer right now, but just yeah, something to think that. about when you start thinking about why. And I'm not even saying that what you're doing is wrong. So let me let me make sure I, I preface that. Nothing about what you're doing is right or wrong or anything like that. I'm just saying it's a it's something that causes us to feel like it's just sex. And what I have attributed it to for myself is, When I was younger, um, much, I mean, when I was, I think when I, my uncle molested me when I was four. Mm -hmm. And so I was the type of person that when he was doing it, I would take myself out of the situation. Mm -hmm. And so that I couldn't feel it. I couldn't internalize it or whatever. And so as I got older, there was a piece of me that could do that still. Mm -hmm. Like I could, I could definitely have sex with somebody that I wasn't in love with I could definitely have a nightstand a one night stand I could definitely cheat on my husband with another man and and the other man i actually had feelings for that I was cheating with Mm -hmm. um so that emotional connection was there but I could definitely have sex with my husband and didn't want to
1: (laughs) I I get it you know I totally understand exactly what you're saying yeah, yeah so for
0: me it was that disconnect that happened at such an early age where I disconnected from the emotions and the feelings of it and, and, and not understanding that, you know what, this is the root. This is Mm -hmm. the root cause of why I'm able to do that. Not saying, like I said, it's good or bad or right or wrong. It is what it is.
1: Yeah. I really don't know. And like I said, even last night we were talking about it and she, she really believes it's daddy issues, but Mm -hmm. I really, I really don't know
0: yeah so what do you need right now,
1: as far as
0: in life in relationship, just what
1: do of- I, what do I need from a relationship? I need somebody to be very supportive. I need somebody like I said that I can build with. I need somebody that I can have great sex with great sex is extreme, and that's one thing too I realized about me too recently is that. <laughs> that I don't like I don't like I said I'm I am just like a man because like you know how men don't really know if they like a woman until after they have sex with them like they can feel like oh yeah I like you I like you I like you I'm just I'm exactly the same way like I don't know if I like you until I have sex with you and then I'm like no I don't like you at all for real you know so (laughs) I like for me great great sex is important um I need somebody who I can trust again, who I can build with. Um, I know somebody that I can always depend on. Dependability is so important to me. Like, you know, um, people who follow through with what they're going to say they're going to do. So people's word is very important to me. Like, if you say it, you need to do it. You know, consistency is important to me. Um, Respect in a relationship is important to me. I think all the basic things that people want in a relationship to be um to have a healthy and i need a leader like so one of the things too for me is that i do that all day i boss people around all day that's my job you know i tell people what to do so i want to be able to submit like i want to be in a situation where i can feel that i can submit to you and that you're going to make the right decisions for our family you know
0: I so you need an alpha male and I definitely need alpha you cannot male. do you would not do well with a beta male that you run you bossing around because it's like yeah no you're not the man I'm the man no So if I'm the man then yeah no so I told the- this
1: man the other day because he always be calling complaining to me about he don't have a woman and why he don't have a woman and then I it just dawned on me I'm like look this is why you don't have a woman I just went I just went straight in on him. And I was like, and I'm telling you out of a place of love, mm-hmm. you are too indecisive. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you one minute, oh, I, I'll do that. I'll do that. But that's not what you really want to do. Why don't you just speak up and say, this is what I want to do. Like nobody wants an indecisive man. Nobody.
0: And, and you I didn't say nobody. Me. I'm
1: saying just for me, I'm not dealing with you. Like, if you, I don't got time for you. How about that? Yeah. You know, like anything that you, if you can't just say what it is and mean what you say, I don't want to deal with you, you know? So I won't tell you why you don't got no woman.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Here. here's the list. <laughs> Here, I gave, I gave them a list, specific examples. Like, let me tell you, this is I, it. You said something that resonated with me. You said, I want somebody I can build with. And so one of the things as as really successful, high achieving women, especially as black women, it's hard for men to come alongside somebody like us where they come, they look at us and they say, you already built everything. Like, where's my place? Like, what can I do? And I know that there will be men listening to this. And so what would you say to some of those men? Like, just because she got it all don't mean she don't need you. Like, what what kind of advice would you give to a man who's interested in a woman like you that's like, seriously high achieving have reached the top of her career you know got everything have built everything on her own what would you say to somebody like that I mean I know you gave that man advice but what would you give to another man like him I would say you know um find your
1: place like find how you can help to build like you guys have to have some common goals together and work towards those so if you know that this woman is into Real estate or whatever. Why don't you guys come together and do a deal together, you know, buy a piece of property together? Um, There's ways that you can get in on that to help push and build and even take some classes yourself so that you can develop and grow, you know. But I think it's working on a common goal. So I think it's always important to have your own separate interests. But then what can you guys do together? in order to build something and to leave legacy because that's what it's really about at the end of the day.
0: I love that. So this is my final question to you. Uh, If the world was frozen for 30 seconds and you had all of these women and unmarried women that that was listening to you, what would you say?
1: I would say, that it's important that we trust God first, you know, so, um, you know, the Bible talks about trust God and oh, what is it?
0: Acknowledge him in all your ways.
1: In, uh, and he shall direct thy path, you know, mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: so I really do believe that, um, we have to trust God first and foremost. Uh, and I would say trust God in every situation. And even, you know, like I was telling my son the other day that's that is the reason why I am not crazy (laughs) that I am (laughs) in the situation I am in um, and that I've been able to overcome and heal the way that I have because I trust God with every part of me you know Mm -hmm. and and he knows every single thing about you he knows the your inside he knows what you think he knows the flaws that you have. Give it to him. Be honest with him about it, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I think that we have to always look at, for me, at look at God as a father. A father loves their child regardless. You know, he's going to chastise you, but he's going to love you no matter what, you know? So yeah. what I would say is trust God in everything with who you are And he will help you um, in every relationship that you
0: have. I totally agree. Thank you so much. Um, Thank you for just being honest and vulnerable and sharing so much of yourself. I do believe that your story, your testimony, your willingness to share is going to help so many people. And um, I just really appreciate you. Thank you so much.
1: Well, hopefully it was okay. Uh, Again, you know, I don't be thinking I have too much to say. I just be telling what it is, what's going on, you know? So
0: you got a lot to say and it's so relevant. And I know that it will resonate with a lot of people. So thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to the Level Up Podcast, where women share their stories in an effort to help you grow to the next level. If you heard anything that resonated with you or remind you of someone you know, please share and know that whatever level you're on now, you can be ready for the next level. Let's level up.